the zodiac of the month of Tammuz, to understand the meaning of the month, the zodiac of the month, the letter of the month, the tribe of the month, the limb of the month, the attribute of the month, and the permutation of the month. First and foremost, the month of Tammuz is a month of transformation. On one hand, the name Tammuz represents an idol, as it is referred to in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 8, that the women were crying by the idol Tammuz, or they were by the idol Tammuz that looked like it was crying. But the word Tammuz represents an idol. Yet, the entire month is called Tammuz. And this month of Tammuz is a Jewish month, so much so that when you write a document, a star, you put in the month of Tammuz according to the Jewish calendar. And therefore, right away, at the very beginning, as we mentioned, the word Tammuz, it is a name that represents transformation of evil into good. On one hand, Tammuz is a month that we deal with the destruction of the temple. It was the day that Moses came down from the mountain and he broke the Luchos on the 17th of Tammuz. It was the day that Hufka Ha'ir, that the walls of Jerusalem were breached. And therefore it's known as the three weeks of mourning, starting from the 17th of Tammuz up and through Tisha B'Av. And so much so that the entire month is called Tsoyim HaRivii the fast day of the fourth, implying that the entire month is a fast day, representing negative energy. On the other hand, says the Rambam that the purpose of all of these fasts, is that eventually, these days will be transformed into the greatest days of joy, and the greatest holidays, so much so that when Mashiach will come, all the major holidays will become secondary. Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkis, these holidays will be bottled, it says, will be nullified. And as Hasidus says, it doesn't literally mean that we're not going to practice these holidays or observe these holidays. Of course, we're going to eat matzah on Pesach, and of course, we're going to sit in a sukkah, etc., etc., However, compared to the holidays of Hanukkah and Purim, and compared to the holidays of these three weeks, and compared to the holidays of the fast days of mourning, these major holidays will become secondary, because the main holidays will be the three weeks, starting from the 17th of Tammuz, which is considered to be a fast day for the destruction of the temple. And this concept of Geula, of redemption, already we tasted in our generation by the fact that the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe was released from prison on the 13th day of Tammuz. Already on the third day of Tammuz, he was released from prison, and then he went into Golos, Kastrama, until the 12th day, he was told he was going to be released from exile as well, and then on the 13th day, 
he finally came home. And therefore, already we tasted this Gula, we tasted this redemption in this month of Tammuz in our generation. And this concept of Gula, of redemption, which transforms mourning and destruction into a time of rejoicing and a time of redemption, is also connected with the number of the month. The month of Tammuz is the fourth month of the year which comes after the third month of the year. The third month of the year is Sivan. Sivan is the month that God gave us the Torah. And that was Nisinas when God gave us the Torah. However, when did we receive the Torah? In other words, when do we internalize the Torah? When do we begin to truly apply the Torah? That is already in the month of Tammuz. And that is hinted by the number of the month. The third month is Gimel. The fourth month is Dalit. Gimel Dalim says the Gemara. Gimel Dalit represents Gimel Dalim. In other words, the third is Gimel is the giver, the benefactor who gives the Dal, the poor man, the receiver. So the fourth month is the receiver from the giver of the third month, and therefore the the accent of the third month. And the focus of the third month is primarily the mashpia as God who is giving us the Torah. It's only in the fourth month that we received the Torah, that we begin to internalize the Torah on our own. And that is why we find that in the third month God gave us the Torah, He gave us the Ten Commandments, etc., etc. And then Moses went up for 40 days to study the Torah, to internalize the Torah in his own, own mind, and came down in the fourth month, understanding the Torah intellectually, representing the receiver in contrast to the giver. And therefore the month of Tammuz is a month that we have to actualize the Torah. And we have the ability to transform all toxins and negative energies, and all melancholy, and sadness into joy and redemption. And this is connected to the zodiac of the month. What is the zodiac of the month of Tammuz? In English, this is called cancer. But AKA, it's also known as the crab. The crab, we all know, is not a kosher animal. A Jew is not allowed to eat crab. Yet the zodiac of the month is crab. What is crab? Crab is a crustacean. What is a crustacean? It means that it has an exoskeleton. That the outside skeleton of the body molts and sheds. And that is the way the body grows. So it has this hard shell on the outside. And therefore this hard shell does not allow it to grow. In order for the crab to grow, the shell breaks... And then he's able to grow, and then he grows another shell to protect him. This is the idea of breaking the mold. A person says, I'm bad, I, I violate Torah, this is the way I was born, this is the way my community raised me. It's my parents' fault, it's my teacher's fault, 
My siblings act the same way. I cannot change. I cannot break out of the mold. And comes the month of Tammuz and says, no, the zodiac is the crab. You could break out of your mold. You could change. You could do tshuva. You could transform melancholy into joy. There's a teaching of the Fidik Rebbe that says that sometimes a person feels uncomfortable. Sometimes a person says, I don't understand why things are just not right. Why God is giving me such difficulties and, and pain and suffering. And the Fidik Rebbe goes on to explain that it's not God forbid that God is punishing you. It's a natural growth spurt. In other words, if you are a size 12 and you're wearing clothing of a size 8, it feels tight. Garments in holiness is machshava dibur thought, speech, and action. If a person grows with age and with intelligence, his thought, his speech, and his action should also grow. You should think more holy thoughts. You should speak more Torah. And your action should be more mitzvahs. The older you get, as the Rebbe would say, a year elter is a year kliger and a year frimer. A year older is a year smarter, and therefore a year more religious and more observant. So if you're getting older, in other words, your body is growing, but you're wearing small clothing, your shirt is two sizes too small, and your shoes are three sizes too small, you're going to feel pain. So sometimes this, this, this discomfort that you feel is not, God forbid, a punishment, but rather simply a natural spurt and, and, and growth that your body is now shedding and molting its, its outer layers and outer garments. This is connected to the letter Ches, which is the letter of the month. Kabbalah tells us that the letter Ches and Tes represent the letters of sin. Ches and Tes together spells Chet. And that Chet is the same as the word Chita, the same letters as Chita, which is wheat. That the Eitz Hadas, according to many, the tree of knowledge was actually the wheat, the kernel. And that is why you don't find in the 12 tribes of Israel who are called the Shifte Yudke, the holy tribes of God, the letters Ches and Tes in the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Because of the fact that these letters Ches and Tes are letters of sin. Yet, at the same time, we take the letter Ches, which represents sin, and we transform it into the Krashim, into the planks that were in the Mishkan. As it says in the Torah, that the Krashim had it had two hands coming out on the bottom, and they were parallel hands, and these two hands went into the Adonim, the sockets on the bottom. But now, with the, the Keresh, which was the plank on top, with the two hands coming down on the bottom, it looked like the letter Ches. And the, the point is, and the objective was, to transform the ches of chet into the ches of the holy temple from impurity into holiness. And that is why ches represents the word chedus. Chedus means freedom. Freedom means freedom from sin, freedom from your animal soul, freedom from your narcissism, freedom from death. 
and hardship and, and heartbreak, and even from the, the death of previous generations. In other words, the Ches represents the, the true freedom that we will live for all eternity, and no longer will death reign upon earth. And that Chedus will come about through the Geula, through the coming of Mashiach. And this is connected to the tribe of the month, which is also very symbiotic to the limb and the attribute of the month. The tribe of the month is Ruvain, and the limb of the month is the right hand, and the attribute of the month is vision. Ruvain was the oldest son of Jacob. What does Ruvain mean? Ru bain, see, a son. Or a son that sees. It's about vision. What is this concept of vision? That you see the greatness of God. And therefore you have a rotsu, you have a yearning, you have a pining, you have a desire, you have a passion to want to connect with God. And this is alluded to in the verse, Vayelech Ruvein Bimeikitzirchitim, that Ruvein went out into the field in the time of the cutting of the wheat, and he found Dudoyim Basada, and he found Jasmine in the field. What is the concept that he saw Jasmine in the field? So first of all, our rabbis tell us that what was he doing in the field in the first place? This was the concept of not only can a Jew and a person find connection with God through prayer and through the study of Torah, but looking into the field, looking into the greatness of God's creations and looking into the constellations and the zodiac and the galaxies and all of God's creations in a world that is called Mamali Kolalmin, only part of God's finite light, you come to truly appreciate and understand and love God's glory. So Ruve wanted to see the greatness of God by seeing all the plants and all the, the, the beautiful multiplicity of God's creation. However, even though it was the time of the cutting of the wheat, and wheat is practical, it's food for human consumption, it's a staple food, it's an essential. What did he do? He passed on and he saw only the jasmine, which gives off a good fragrance, but it's not so practical. However, jasmine is a flower that helps in fertility. It's about yearning, it's pining to connect to a higher reality. And that is what Ruvain is about, it's about that yearning and that desire to connect to God. And therefore, along with Ruvain, we also have the limb of the right hand, which is to bring down this love, this ahava of God, into a practical application, to do a mitzvah, to give charity, to invite people to your home for Shabbos, to put on tefillin, to light the Shabbos candles, to put on a mezuzah on your doorpost, to eat kosher, to use out this love of God and to follow the 248 positive commandments. And therefore to bring this vision, which brings about the love of God, into a practical application. And all of these three things of the tribe and the limb and the attribute, 
perhaps is explained in the verse of Al Tikra Banayich El We say every day, do not read children, but rather builders. As we say that Tamidich Achomim Torah scholars bring peace into the world, and they are the children of God, do not read children, but rather builders. What is the concept of Banayich children? This represents Ruvain, who's Ruvain. And instead of being simply a child that sees, that desires, that yearns, you become a builder, you bring this vision into a reality. And that is the way you transform Tammuz, which is a month that started out with the breaking of the tablets, and a month that was the month that the enemy destroyed and broke through the walls of Jerusalem that ultimately led up to the destruction of the Holy Temple. We transform this Tammuz, this month, into a month of Gula, into a month of redemption. And this comes along through the permutation of the month. As you know that every month of the, the Jewish calendar, which is the lunar calendar, has a different permutation of God's name. And that's why it's a different month. It's a new month. Even though it's the same four letters of God's ineffable name, however, this tetragrammaton, the Shem Havaya, is spelled in a different permutation, in a different order. What is the permutation of the month of Tammuz? <clears throat> the permutation is Hey Vav Hey Yud. And this is found in the Pasuk in the Megillas Esther. What does it say in Megillas Esther? It says over there, Shevali. Haman comes home and he says, All of this is not worth anything to me. As long as I see Mordechai sitting there, in the gate of the king, in the courtyard, then all the honor that I have and all the advantage and all of the wealth is worthless. And as Rashi points out, what does that mean? I don't feel and appreciate all the honor that has been given to me. In other words, the permutation of the month reminds us that who is the true covid? Who is the true honor? The true honor is only God. And anything that is outside of God, any Haman, and any Tammuz, has no power on its own. As the Al-Dareb explains in Tanya, that even the idols receive their energy from Almighty God, and they themselves know that God is truly the God of all gods, that God is truly the one that is the vitality, and the vivification of the entire world. So comes along Tammuz, which starts off to be an idol, and it ends up by saying, that I know that there is no power in any idol, there's no power in any god. The only true power, and the only true vitality, and the only true energy in the world is Almighty God. And it's up to us to break out of our shell, and it's up to us to transform this chet, 
this sin has started already with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and to break through this exoskeleton, and to bring about the Reuven to see the truth, and to create a desire and a pining to unite with the Almighty God, and then as the Rambam tells us, Yehovchu Yom Elu, the Sosayin L'Simcha L'Moedim Toivim, that these days will truly be transformed into days of holiday. And therefore the month of Tammuz is a month that is very easy for us to have the heat and the love and desire to transform ourselves into a higher reality, to truly become closer by performing the mitzvahs of the Torah and through the study of Torah itself. We hope and pray to see the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days.